Hello everyone, this is the Getting Social Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Palacard, and as you can see, I've made some much needed improvements to my setup. Like it? It's like my motto, why fake it till you make it when you can document it until you perfect it. And this is a clear example. Don't get me wrong, I still have a lot of work to do to improve the podcast and actually perfect it. As a matter of fact, this specific episode is only available in audio format. So for those of you who are used to watching the videos, this one will only be available in audio. But it is a very important one. It is with a friend of mine, Mitsu Handel. She is a transformational life coach, a licensed therapist, and burnout prevention specialist. I think it's safe to say that we're all facing some tough times. It is important for us to be as mentally strong and healthy as possible. So Mitsu will open her bank of goodness for you guys completely free and help us manage our anxiety and be the best possible version of ourselves. So without further ado, it's time to get social. All right. Hi, Mitsu. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you? Hi, Jeff. I am doing well. I'm so excited. We're doing this for the third time. <laughs> yes, we are. We had some difficulty in the beginning, uh, some technical issues, and uh, we wanted to make sure that the audience would get the most out of our conversation. That's how deep and valuable I think it is, and I want to make sure that they get the most out of it. So here we are again, like you said, maybe third time's a charm. I hope so. I hope so. I'm really, really excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. All right, perfect. So for those uh, of us who don't know, uh, please let us know what you do. Um, all right, no problem. I am a transformational life and health coach, a licensed therapist, and a burnout prevention specialist. So right now, my focus and my mission is to really help overwork healthcare and service and busy professionals who are really passionate about you know, the job that they do every day, but they have a thing called burnout, right? They're really tired of feeling overwhelmed and burnt out and depleted. And so my mission is to really sort of um, join with them and help them create better work-life balance, um, help them create a sense of well-being, help them create success, but to do that with ease and flow rather than all the overwhelm and distress that they're used to in their lives. And so one of the things that I'm really passionate about is helping them to really start to put themselves first, to powerfully serve themselves so that then who they're being and how they're showing up uh, in the workplace is really at a higher level, right? So they're not basically serving to their own detriment. They are actually feeling at their best, and so they're performing at their best both at work and at home. That makes a lot of sense, especially with what we're going through right now. And exactly. I remember um, one of our conversations a while back, um, I remember we spoke about something that really resonated with me. And it was an analogy that you made. And it was regarding a um, the oxygen mask that we use on, well, that we <laughs> hopefully never use, but when we if we do have to use <laughs> in the airplane, <laughs> <laughs> that we must put that mask on 
first, even before our own children, when most of us, the initial instinct would be protect the children first and then put your own mask. There's a reason behind why you have to put your own mask first before you can protect and put the mask for your loved ones. And can you let us know what this analogy is about? And also how it applies specifically to what you do and today's times as well. So, I mean, when healthcare and service professionals, busy professionals, even parents, right? I know you're a dad. Um, when, when we're full, when we're taking care of ourselves, when, when we are putting our own oxygen mask on first, that means that we have so much more to give, right? Um, we're serving at a higher level. We're performing at a higher level. Um, we're spreading joy and love and compassion, you know, to, to those around us. And so all of that, right? That's fullness that we have inside because we put on our own oxygen mask, because we've taken care of ourselves, we show up at a higher level and that ripples into everything we're doing, whether that's on a personal or professional level. You have no idea how much this resonates with me. Since we've had that conversation, um, I guess maybe a couple months ago about the oxygen mask, I've been thinking about how does it apply to me? You know, obviously it applies Mm -hmm. to everyone. But for me, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily take care of anyone aside from my family, of course. But even mm-hmm. in my own performance within my business, within the goals that I want to accomplish for myself, the goals that I want to accomplish with my family, all of these things um, are cannot happen if I'm not operating at my best. You know, and that's how I I I, I thought of this. You know, when we had that conversation, I'm like, man, this. How do I take care of myself in a way? to feel 100%, you know, to, to give my all, to be able to, to perform at the highest level possible. And I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of Kobe Bryant. I'm a huge fan of Michael Jordan now that the documentary came out. And that's what these guys were able to do. Um, it was it, They were able to be in the zone when they were on the court and that nobody else could ever accomplish just because of the way they approached the game, the way they approached their careers and their goals and the focus that they had the self-care that they had in their bodies and their minds and that mm-hmm. applies to us to everyone so that's why i wanted to make sure to bring this up because this is something that i truly believe in this is something that i'm going to make a focal point of my routine of my purpose even because i know that when i'm at my best i notice the difference 100 percent. like when i have a good day when i start my day on the right foot like the entire rest of the day is influenced positively and the same for Mondays. You know, if I start my mm-hmm. Monday, then the, the week feels better, you know, more productive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's why, you know, I, I love it. That's why I wanted to make sure to, to, to uh, bring it up. But now with what we're facing, you know, uh, with, you know, the, the pandemic and the people that are fighting for us, that are strong for us, that are in the trench, the trench, uh, the trenches and the front lines. Uh, I'm talking about the healthcare workers. You mentioned that early on in the conversation, um, especially that's part of your focus. How does this analogy apply to them and why is it so important to them? Yeah, that's a great question, Jeff. I mean, obviously, you know, it's evident um, that healthcare professionals, right, nurses and doctors and all the healthcare medical professionals that we have right now in this pandemic are in the front lines of medicine, right? So um, clearly the demand is high. Um, they are all, I'm sure, putting in tons of hours 
um, you know, long shifts to really try to be there for all the for all the patients that need them right now. And so they may not be able to be perfect um, in their self-care and being able to put their oxygen mask on first on a constant basis. But I think it's important to also note that this is a concept that's helpful for life, but there will be times in life where you'll go through some seasons or some moments where it may be particularly challenging to, to follow through on those things, right? So it's okay um, but as long as we're mindful about that and we're intentional and that we try, maybe it's just a pause, maybe it's a moment, maybe it's a five-minute break, maybe it's taking a few deep breaths, you know, smaller things that are realistic that they can do right now, um, that's okay. And I think having some self-compassion is also really important because healthcare professionals, you know, we're a special breed, right? We have these big hearts, um, we, we're willing to put the, you know, do the that grinding work to really be of service, to really help other individuals, um, to be on the front lines. And sometimes it's easy for us to forget ourselves. So right now it's not going to be perfect, but if healthcare professionals can take those small moments whenever they can um, to take care of themselves, to drink a glass of water, to have a healthy meal, to take a, you know, a few deep breaths, maybe to take a 30-minute nap, you know, small realistic things that they can take, that's going to help them at least to recharge their batteries and to refuel just a little bit so that they can, again, give from that full tank and give the best of themselves to all the people around them right now that need them. And also to be also taking care of their immune system, right? As you know, when we're under constant stress and pressure, um, and we're also maybe not necessarily performing or doing healthy lifestyle habits, right? Maybe we're not eating healthy meals. Maybe we're not drinking enough water. Maybe we're not taking, you know, our vitamins and supplements. And so, and we're under all this stress, we may very well be compromising our immune system. So, you know, again, just doing these small realistic things that they can do right now. And then maybe as time normalizes more, then maybe be even more intentional. But it's important that we're realistic as well and that we're not, putting such high pressure because they're already under such high pressure. Um, this isn't about, you know, stressing them out even more, right? It's just being intentional and noticing how much better we feel when we put in a little bit of self-care so that we have so much more to give to others. And we can, that can vary depending on life demands. This is so, so awesome. Mitsu. This is not only for, especially because of what we're going through right now. And you mentioned a, a quite a few, a, quite a few things that, resonate with me once again like the napping part that you said like even a 15 30 minute nap my brother mm -hmm. swears by by his naps uh he takes it <laughs> to another level he he he, he naps at 10 p.m sometimes while we're hanging out you know the power nap at 10 p.m uh he'll come <laughs> here and all of a sudden he's quiet and you look at his corner and he's taking his 15 minute nap so he's able to do that <laughs> in, in, in like in crazy environments. Like for me, but that's great though, because I, I understand the value of this even more so now than ever before. So mm -hmm. um, he's right 100%. He's just the ability that he has, however, to actually take those naps in any situation or any point of the day is amazing to me. But now that we're faced with, you know, a, a challenge that we've never faced before, and that challenge comes with a lot of different uh, sub-challenges, if you will. Like, for example, we've mm -hmm. been in the house for about two two months now with uh, uh, my wife, my two kids, and actually my mom got stuck here um, while she was traveling. So she stuck, she stuck here with us, which is a great thing, and we're grateful for that. 
because uh, she's helping and we, we, we love spending the time with her and the kids love spending the time with her. But here's the challenge that I'm facing right now. So now I could potentially take a nap in the middle of the day, like which <laughs> 12, 1230, one o'clock is kind of like my midday point where I want to take a 15, 20 minute nap after my lunch and then recharge for the second half of the day. But I've been struggling right. with my kids because if my kids are not napping, then there's no way I'm going to be able to go upstairs now because they take over the house. Like, they are the right. ones that take over the house. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they pay the rent. We know, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And they, um, so we've been struggling trying to have them take that nap in the middle of the day because when I do and when we're successful that sometimes uh, the three of us, sometimes it's even the four of us that take a nap together, the second half of the day is more, it goes so much smoother, you know, and, and it's right. so much more present, yeah, more focused. So I get all of that, you know, taking care of yourself again and taking those breaks, taking those uh, extra breaths if, uh, during the day, in the beginning of the day, the, t uh, the end of the day really, really helps. Even there's another thing that I, that I uh, heard in the podcast and I actually just ordered the book. It's uh, High Performance Habits. And yeah, I have that book. I have that you have book. that book? So I ordered yeah. it, and it's supposed to come today. And oh, one of the things, yeah, one of the things that I heard on the podcast as he was being interviewed is what he does. He takes every every hour, he has a, an alarm a ringing at I think at fifty two on the hour, fifty two minutes on the hour. So yeah. he gets an eight minute break every hour. Yep. He gets up, yep. stretches, maybe push ups, yeah. maybe breaths, maybe a glass of water, whatever, but a break. And yep. I'm like, man, this is smart. Like I've never thought of this. You know, so now I'm trying to do that too. You know, so all these things contribute to higher performance at the end. And that's why I love what you just said and what you do all together because it's so important and people don't put enough value on why it's important to take care of yourself, take a step back, right. breathe, and do all the small little things that could come up at the end as, you know, big things. Absolutely. I love that. And, and, you know, you mentioned Brendan Burchard, um, that's the author of that book. That's his name. Um, and so, you know, and, and I love that you mentioned this example, but again, these things can be what, why I love it so much too, is because it's the simplicity behind it. So, you know, and I think that's something that I believe in really deeply is, you know, including and incorporating these simple shifts and simple habit changes that are not, you know, these huge, uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be like this huge performance, right? It can just be mm -hmm. some simple, simple tweaks. But the, the point is, is when we can do it consistently, um, like what you mentioned was a beautiful example, because, you know, again, your the quality of your attention is going to be so much higher. Um, you're going to be so much more present, so much more alert, so much more attentive to whatever task you're doing when you take those five to 10 minute breaks every hour. And so I'm sure that's one of the reasons why he does that because his attention, his performance is at such a higher level when he gives himself that ability to take these breaks throughout the day. And he's been doing this for years. Um, and that book, you know, really talks about all the, you know, I think the top 1%, um, high performers, you know, there's like success leads clues, right? And so high performers are like that top 1% echelon of, 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 of society of people, uh, whether that's entrepreneurs and many athletes, many different kinds of groups of people that are just really at the top of their game. And why is it that they're at the top of their game? And then you see all the habits that they, that they practice on a consistent basis that allows them to perform at such a high level. Yeah. I've had the privilege of having you 
uh, as my coach, you know, with a few sessions that we've done together so far and, and me trying to continuously improve myself and also implement some of the tips or that you've given me, uh, on how I can be better, how I can perform better, how I can feel better, how I can affect the people around me better based on how I take care of myself better. So, um, I want to share those tips with my audience because Absolutely. I feel like it, it, it has helped me. I feel like it will help a lot of people now, especially now. You know, everybody's super anxious. Everybody's super stressed out. Um, Absolutely. Can you please share with us some of those tips that we could all use right now to feel better about ourselves and perform at a higher level and also avoid burnout? Absolutely, yes. So the first one that I would recommend, and, and this is something that you can take with you wherever you are in the world at any moment in time, which is why I love it so much, and that is the power of your breathing, right? So no matter where you are in the world, no matter what situation you find yourself in right now, just this is so simple because a calm body calms the mind, right? And a calm mind helps calm the body. And so one small effective technique that your audience can put into practice is called the 557 breath. And so this means that the person, you want them to inhale for five seconds, you want them to hold their breath for five seconds, and then you want to exhale for seven seconds. And so you want to do this cycle of the 557 breath maybe at least 10 times, you know, depending on how much time you have, you do as many cycles as you can, and it's almost like you're tricking your central nervous system to believing that you are in a relaxed, calm state. Because really, your central nervous system doesn't know the difference between whether you're actually calm or whether it's perceived calm. Does that make sense? And so this is something that you can do at any time, especially, right, if you're a healthcare worker, you're a hospital worker, you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're a parent who's juggling a thousand and one things. Maybe you're a mompreneur, a dadpreneur, you know, you're trying to juggle a business, a career, and children. You've got a thousand and one things to juggle and and deal with on your plate. Well, you may need these moments of breathing. Um, You may need, maybe you incorporate it when you go to the bathroom. I know parents always joke to me that, you know, their their calm moments or the few minutes that they get of silence is in the bathroom and they might bring a book with them in the bathroom because, uh, you know, that's kind of the only few minutes they might get actually before their small child knocks on the door and opens the door. Um, but that might be your moment and opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and use the restroom. And during that time, I'm going to go ahead and do the 557 breath, or I'm going to do it when I get into the car, or I'm going to do it every hour. Whenever you can do it, just incorporating that in your day is going to help you feel calmer. And then you're going to be more equipped to think clearly and rationally and then make positive decisions, make informed decisions and empowered, you know, actions and decisions that are going to help you move forward, you know, whatever direction you're trying to go. So that's tip number one, Jeff. I really like this, uh, how simple it is really just breathing, right? So, um, the five, five, seven rule, uh, I've tried that when since, uh, you know, you, you've told me about it, not consistently enough to really notice a big change, but the, the times that I've done it, I, I notice a little bit of a change because I think what you said with the nervous system not really being able to decipher whether or not you're actually calm, I think it makes a lot of sense also because you're tricking basically your nervous system into thinking that you are calm. And then because of your mindset, then everything else slows down, you know, and that's what I've noticed with this. But I have, I have something else to say, though. For those who cannot hold their breath for five seconds, I don't think you can do anything for them. You're going to have to go see a doctor. 
Well, yes. So, yeah. yes. If you are if you are feeling like holding your breath for five seconds is is too much, yes, you may you you may want to see your your physician. That might be a good time to get a checkup, uh, do a maybe exactly. do a physical. Um, you know, I can't object to make a joke. <laughs> um, so I am. I mean, I would love to share with you tip number two. You know that I'm huge into mindset. Um, and so this mm-hmm. second tip has to do with mindset and really managing your brain. Um, you know, your brain is absolutely, it is one of our superpowers, right? And, and one of the things is, unfortunately, we don't always take full advantage and use our brain to its maximum potential. And so one of the things that I want to offer your audience is really, you know, ask yourself this question of, who do I want to become, you know, when this pandemic is over? Um, because when you think about that question, it opens up possibility for so much more because in times of stress and crisis and overwhelm, it's really difficult for our brains because of the way our brains are designed with the fight or, fight or flight. Um, it's really difficult for us to see positive possibilities, right? We tend to see the negative. We see the worst case scenarios. We really close off the possibility. And so when, when, when you ask yourself that question, who do you want to become when the pandemic is over? Um, or who do you want to become when the year is over? You know, whatever resonates for you, um, you know, now that we're seeing some more hope and light at the end of the tunnel, um, this is a question that's going to really help open up possibility um, and help you to make more empowered decisions um, so that you feel empowered. Because I believe that right now, when we feel like we have nothing that we can control, right? Not that we ever really had control, right, Jeff? Um, mm-hmm. You know, people, I think we have this illusion that we can really control our lives, um, especially prior to the pandemic, right? That many of us have this sort of illusion that we are such in control of our lives until, you know, a, a catastrophe happens, until a death happens, mm-hmm. until a crisis happens, until a pandemic happens where it's beyond our control. And then we are sort of like paused to see that, wow, maybe we're not in control the way we thought we were, right? Um, and mm-hmm. maybe we have to surrender a bit um, and just do the best we can and focus on, you know, what's within our control. And so that's why I want to offer this because our mindset and the way we manage our brain during this time and any time is going to really create a much more fulfilling life because our brain is really going to dictate everything else that follows. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Everything yeah. is about mindset. You know, mindset is, yeah. is everything. And yeah, I'll, because we, I'll, 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 go ahead. No, it's just because we want to make a decision. The the one point I wanted to make that I that I didn't make is like we really want to make this decision about using this time and and this challenge as an opportunity to grow and to gain from this time period rather than to lose. And so, because a lot of times, again, when we're going through times of uh, difficulties and challenges and stress, it's really easy for our minds. If we don't train our minds and our brains, we will then see loss. We will see the negative. We will see all the things we, you know, that are not in our favor. Um, but when we ask that question, who do I want to become during this pandemic? How do I want to seize this as an opportunity? Then we turn the challenge into a gift. Then we turn the challenge 
into an opportunity for growth and gain. Not saying it's completely easy, but there is a way for us to find the gift in the midst of the storm and to then grow through that time period that's challenging. Because, I mean, think about this, Jeff. If your audience can make that decision and say that they're going to grow in an area of their lives during this difficult time, during this difficult season, once this season has passed, because this season will not be forever, right? Once this season has passed, can you imagine the, the person they will be, the person they will have become by the end of that period? Right, because if they've made a decision to grow through this difficult time, then who will they be on the other side of the challenge? Right, they'll be like you know Mm -hmm. Jeff 2.0, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so you'll be you'll have a better version of yourself by the end of that pandemic, by the end of that challenging season, because that person made the the intentional conscious decision to grow through the the challenging time period instead of being a victim of it and allowing it to really bring them down. Wow. Super important. Jeff 2.0 sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's what we're striving for. I'm striving for me to 2.0, me to 3.0, me to 4.0. You just keep adding. We're like iPhones, man. We're just going to keep upgrading um, our brains and, you know, keep evolving into the next best version of ourselves. But in order to do that, we have to do it intentionally and consciously and on purpose. And so when we're in crisis, it's easy for our brains to take over in panic and fear, right? And so then we have fear-based thinking and fear-based emotions and fear-based actions. But when we really, really stop and train our brain to focus on the things I just mentioned, you know, we're just setting ourselves up for, you know, just positive things down the road, right? It may not appear right now, but you may, you're starting to plant those seeds that then will give you fruit later. Love it. Love it. Love it. Nothing to add there. Let's go to straight to <laughs> number three. No, awesome. because to me, mindset mindset is, is everything to me. So that's why it's just like, you know, that's it. There's nothing else to add. That's what it is. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So tip number three is, is really specific, but I really think, again, it's important because especially during this time, it, and then, again, this applies mm-hmm. in any season of life, but in particular right now, because I know a lot of individuals right now are feeling out of control, right? They're feeling like Mm -hmm. they just don't have, think about it, our routines have drastically changed, right? The social distancing, not being able to go out, you know, to dinner on a Friday night, maybe like you usually do, or to just go to the gym and get a workout, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. you know, life is just in this, it's just not normal right now. We're just, it's unusual. And so the third thing I want to offer your audience is to focus on what you can control rather than get distracted and caught up by the long laundry list of all the things that are currently beyond your control. Because when you get crystal clear and when you get really specific on your vision that is inherent in and internal to you. It's not about the external circumstances. It's about the internal. And so by getting really clear on your particular vision and your particular purpose, that obviously is particular to that person, right? It's not to everyone. Then you allow mm-hmm. that vision that you've painted, that vision that you've created to use that as a driving force to propel you into the actions that you're going to then take, right? Because when you have vision, when you have that why, when you focus, again, it's all about laser focus, right? If you if you speak to anybody who has any level of success, they have trained their minds to laser focus 
on the things that matter. And the thing that matters right now is can you train your brain to focus every single day to the best of your ability on everything I can control? Can I control my effort? Can I control my attitude? Can I control the habits I engage in or not engage in? For example, right? We may not know when the pandemic ends. We may not know exactly all the details of our finances, of the future, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We could keep focusing on that. But the question is, does that serve us? Right. It's not about right or wrong. It's about does that serve us? And that's a question that I prefer to focus my brain on when it comes to, okay, now that I'm focusing my attention on what I can change, what I can improve, what I can control, of course, my overwhelm, my anxiety, my fears, my worries, it's going to naturally dissipate. Right. Because now I'm putting myself in an empowered state because I am now focusing my attention, my energy, my actions towards the things that I can affect change in. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. You're just focusing right. your energy on the things that you can control. Basically, that's what it is. Right. And But again, the, the thing is, again, these things sound simple, but again, mm-hmm. it's, it's how often do we actually implement that? Because I think it's, it's an intellectual, intellectually, we all may know that sentence, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Focus on what I can, what I can control. Okay, me too. But how how many of us are actually waking up every day and, you know, practicing that and putting it into practice every single day or to the best of our ability, we may know it to be true. That doesn't mean we're doing it. And so when we're able to put that into practice and do it on a consistent basis, of course, our mood will improve, our energy will improve, our inspiration, our motivation, our vision, all of those things will come together. And then what we start doing now is that in inspires us to take aligned action, to take imperfect, empowered action into the next version of ourselves, into the direction we want to go, right? Because nothing is perfect. We're not going to do it perfectly, but we don't need to do it perfectly. The people who become successful, the people who improve in any of their any area of their lives are the people that are action takers. And I know you know this, Jeff, right? Um, uh-huh. In order to be successful in any area of your life, it's not about waiting to be perfect, right? There's this saying is every master was once a disaster. How did they become a master? By, by practicing and implementing and taking consistent, imperfect action. Let's say you took 1% imperfect action every day, and, but you did that for the next year. Do you think you'd get results? I think you know the answer. Absolutely. So that's what it's Absolutely. about. It's really about laser focusing in on what you can control, being intentional, and taking those laser-focused action steps in the direction you want to go. And, of course, that's for each audience member to decide. But I encourage them to actually make a decision about that because, again, if we don't make a decision, then we're, being, we're disempowering ourselves. Once we make a true, honest decision – we are so empowered because then we are driven by that decision to start taking the actions that correspond to that decision. A lot of us, unfortunately, tend to focus our energy on the things that we cannot control in general. We tend to focus the energy on the people that we cannot control. The people that, mm-hmm. hey, what, what are people going to think if I do this? If I wear this shirt, what are people going to think? If I say right. this, what are people going to think? If I do this, mm-hmm. if I like this person, if, what are people going to think? That's always the, mo- the, the most important part of our decision-making is what are others going to think? And a lot of times, it's not the others that we care about. 
It's the others that we actually don't care about and the others that don't care about us. Yeah, no, but I think you're making a good point, Jeff, and I think that, unfortunately, many of us don't um, make... So this idea of decision-making, right? Many of us live our lives um, really not making this decision about how we want to live our lives and who we are and who we want to become. And sometimes we're just living other people's expectations um, and, and other people's judgments and perceptions of us. And so we get caught up in all the things that are really so meaningless. Um, and so unfortunately, mm-hmm. yes, many people are uh, thinking so much about other people's opinions and judgments, which for me, in my personal opinion, what I like to do and how I manage that is I honestly tell myself, if I ever have a moment where I let that even distract me, even for a moment, I say to myself, Vipu, their opinion of you is none of your business. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Now, I'll take it <laughs> up, to number, up to number four. Yes, we are. And I think this is your favorite one, Jeff. <laughs> so knowing our conversations, you know, like Jeff mentions we, we, in this podcast, we've had some conversations before and some sessions. And I know that, you know, in your life, this is one of them that you try to practice on a regular basis. And so tip number four is practicing gratitude regularly, right? So mm-hmm. especially, and this, like I mentioned, this is, this is going to apply whether we're in crisis or not. But in this particular time where many, again, are feeling anxious and fearful of the uncertainties that are going on in their lives, practicing gratitude right now is, is really critical because it's an antidote to fear, right? And so as many people know mm. that when fear sets in, we get into what we call our fight or flight response, which is the sympathetic nervous system. And so when we practice gratitude, we're essentially, this is again, it's reson, it's going to resonate with, uh, I think tip number two, when we practice gratitude, we're training our brains to attend to the positive emotions, meaning we're training our brains to focus on the positive emotions and thoughts, which subsequently helps us to reduce our feelings of anxiety, okay? And so this information comes from various studies. Um, for example, The Grateful Brain by Alex Korb. There's many po- uh, positive psychology studies and et cetera. But, like, gratitude also helps us with stress regulation. I don't know if you're aware of that, Jeff, but when we practice gratitude, it actually helps us to reduce that stress hormone, which is called cortisol, that is floating around in our bodies and it gets increased the more stress that we're experiencing. And so we're better able to then manage the stress that we're facing because we've practiced gratitude and we've lowered that stress hormone in our body. Another benefit of gratitude is it reduces anxiety and depression because, again, it reduces that stress hormone, helps us better manage the functions of our nervous system. So this is like powerful stuff, right? Um, it, it may sound silly to some, but it actually is true and has been studied. And, for example, I know that you practice a gratitude journal, um, and that's something that can really be of benefit, can help us to be more empathetic, you know, more caring individuals, more positive-minded. Um, again, we're training our brains. And I'm just going to say this. This is not something I plan to say, but for those that may be aware of this, right, our brain has neuroplasticity, which means that our brain actually can change. Um, and mm. gratitude helps to build also, which is one of my favorite concepts, it helps us to build emotional resilience, right? 
such a thing that we need right now. Um, having the resilience helps us to see more of the positive in our lives, right? It helps us to focus on the positive. Not that the negative doesn't exist, right? And I don't want your audience to get the impression that we're trying to be fluffy and only saying, mm-hmm. oh, there's only positives in life. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there's always going to be both positive and negative, but when we practice gratitude, our brain has become trained, just like you go to the gym to train the muscles of your body, gratitude is training the the muscle of your brain, if you will, and it's helping you to then be more quick to see the good in the midst of the bad, right? Um, it's helping you also to fight off any negative thinking patterns, which then helps you to have more positive thoughts, okay? And then it also helps us to stay grounded. It helps us to have more acceptance, right? So we accept things more as they are instead of fighting it and having resistance and constantly being in that struggle. It helps us also, instead of being problem-oriented, it helps us to be solution-focused, which, of course, when we are doing all the things I just mentioned, you can imagine, Jeff, that that's going to help our immune system, right? That's going to help us have good health because it's going to help us to regulate our metabolism, our hormones. It's going to help us with our relationships to have happier, more fulfilling relationships, to appreciate people for who they are, right? Not trying to change them, things like that. So I love, 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 love tip number four. Yes, and you're right. It's one of my favorite ones. But depending on the day, I do notice a difference on how it affects the rest of my day when I do express my gratitude. I'm so lucky to even have a roof over my head. I'm so lucky to to be healthy. I'm so lucky that we have food on the table, that we're spending time with our kids, that we're happy, that we have, you know, at least the the minimum and even a lot more than the minimum Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of other people. You know, that's something to be happy about. And when you do that, you set the tone for the rest of the day. You know, you're more positive and then you are happier, you know, and obviously you go to another level into how, it affects your whole, you know, body and your whole system. But at least to me, without even knowing what's going on inside, I feel the difference. So that's why expressing gratitude is so important, you know, and uh, and I definitely encourage everyone to, to try it. Absolutely. Um, are you ready okay. for number five? I am ready for number five. All right. So number five is kind of where we started, Jess. So we're going full circle here. Um, number five, tip number five is really simple, but again, important, and it's practicing self-care. And I know the term self-care is like way overused right now, um, but I'm not talking about, you know, go get a weekly Manny and Petty. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. I'm a, I'm a woman and I love Manny and Petties, but I'm talking about you know, more meaningful, uh, more nourishing, at a deeper level self-care. And for those of your audience members that are very busy and have a lot of responsibilities, it means that the busier you are, the more responsibilities you have, the more you need to practice self-care for your mind, your body, and your spirit. And so that's sort of the message I want to hone in on is that, you know, not to get caught up in the fact that, oh, I'm so busy that I don't have ever any time to incorporate any self-care because the cost of that will be extremely high, right? Um, Uh And so practicing self-care on a regular basis creates optimal well-being and having that, again, builds that resilience, right? And when we have resilience, we are better equipped to bounce back from adversity. And so you can imagine, right, when your tank is full, 
when you have a full cup, when it's even overflowing because you've been practicing that self-care consistently, when, when, when trouble comes, because it's not if trouble will come, it's when, because that's part of life, right? And so right now we're dealing with the pandemic. So I can, I can tell you, Jeff, the individuals right now that have been consistently filling their cup with self-care, um, and then now they've been dealing with this pandemic, I can assure you they are more buffered from the stress response. They're more buffered probably with their immune system, with their thoughts, all of that. Why? Because they have been consistently filling their tank. They've been putting on their oxygen mask. They've been regulating themselves and taking care of themselves so they are more optimal with their well-being. And so everything else is going to be at a higher level. Their thinking, their their emotions, their moods, their actions, their decisions. And that's going to be a really helpful technique so that we can better deal with stress and crisis management. Because think about it. When you're in full crisis mode, it's really difficult to process. Right? It's really difficult to think clearly. It's really difficult to make really informed appropriate decisions because of the state of our brain. Um, but when we've regulated that with consistent self-care, then we can be better able to physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually be the better version of ourselves. And so it's really, really important that we do that. And it also goes back and ties into this is a small thing we can control right now. So if I can put in some self-care today, I may not be mm. able to control the future, but it's something mm-hmm. that I can say, you know what, I can put in you know, a little self-care into my body today. Let me move my body and exercise. I don't know what the future holds, but I know I have one body and I know I can take care of it. Let me drink my water. Let me make a healthy meal. Let me take care of myself. Let me go to bed a little earlier. You know, let me relax. Let me meditate. Let me pray, whatever it is for you. But again, filling that tank, it's like creating that bank of goodness into ourselves, which again will ripple into everything else that we do. That bank of goodness. I love that. <laughs> I just that, come up that, with that. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> I love it. And, and it, it seems like this bank is open 24-7, unlike most banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I got to love Jeff's jokes. I got to love it. <laughs> it's, really, it's really up to you to dig deep and, you know, and, and get some, uh, some uh, goodness out of that bank, you know. And, and, and it's, it's so true. And, again, it's part of, it's part of those little steps that you take, uh, those, those little moments that you take for yourself that refuels your tank, you know, and allows you to be the best version of yourself. And like you say, you know, powerfully influence uh, or, or empower others, you know, and Absolutely. this is this is exactly what you've done so far for us. And I want to thank you for that because um, I think we're all going to really benefit from this. I suggest that everyone really takes you know, notes while listening to this podcast and try to implement those steps. This is something that I've, I'm trying to do and I've noticed a huge difference. I want uh, everybody listening right now um, to really think very hard about what we just spoke about. That's very important for us to, you know, take full advantage of that information. And if people want to get in touch with you, Mitsu, and get more information about this or if they need your help in any way, what is the best way for them to uh, reach you? Uh, the best way is just going to my website, mindbodysynergies.com. Um, mm-hmm. So they can reach me that way. And I also have a, you know, a Facebook business page 
my body synergies coaching. Um, and so on my website, all the information is there, my email address and, and et cetera. So they can just reach out to me that way. If people want to check out my lives, I usually get on live every Wednesday at noon, although that is going to be changing. I'm having a scheduling change, but every week I try to go on live and give something of value as well. So that's another way to have interaction with me. Well, thank you so much, Mitsu, for your, your time and most importantly, your uh, advice and uh, your expertise. Sharing that with us is uh, super, super important. I know for me, now it, it has re-energized me and uh, re-motivated me to implement those, uh, those tips that you've shared with us today. And uh, with that, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch and my best to you. And uh, until next time. Thank you so much, Jeff, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye, Jeff. Bye-bye.